hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. About technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor are always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Yes, and thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 115. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Connect with innovation, bring home and small business networking uh, to you at netgear.com.au. And this is the program where each and every week, I don't want to break it to you if you've downloaded this and you don't quite know what you're in for. It's basically um, myself uh, and Stephen Fennick. We're, we're two blokes and we talk about tech. Stephen, good afternoon. Good evening. How are you, mate? Hey, mate. How are you going? Yeah, it's uh, exactly what it says on the box. Yeah, I, I think, two blokes talking I think tech. we've been pretty clear with our labelling. Um, we haven't put Australian made on there, but it is, you know, fully Australian made. Uh, what other what labelling could we get on there? Uh, Gluten free. Uh, <laughs> so, it is what it says on the box, and uh, it is two blokes talking tech. Let's get underway. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So um, we talked a little bit about Apple last week. We kind of digressed from a couple of our topics into Apple, and it, it kind of got us we both tend thinking. To do that, don't we? we? We do tend to do that, but that's okay. And uh, it got us both thinking about stuff. And you know, we've got the WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference, coming up, um, and I think we both expect a, a reasonably decent overhaul of, uh, of of the iOS at that point. Um, and today, Tim Cook took the stage with uh, Walt Mossberg and uh, Kara Swisher, is that her name, yep. um, from All Things D. You know, and these are two of the most respected tech journos in, in the world, let alone America, especially Walt. And, um, you know, they had 81 minutes with Tim Cook on stage. And, you know, he touched it's on a lot incredible. of things. Someone, someone paid 600000 to have a half an hour coffee with him. So yeah. what... That's pretty impressive, 81 minutes. That's not bad. And uh, one of the things he did talk about was iOS. He talked about the fact that, you know, Johnny Ive had been put put into that area now and that this was a new focus for them. And, you know, he kind of hinted at the fact that this would be, you know, something different. But how different, I guess, is the question, mate. I mean, yeah. I think from my point of view, and we talked about this, but but he put, putting a line in the sand, I... I I obviously think that it'll be all the things people talk about in terms of it's very flat and won't have the, the juicy design. It'll be more about function. I really think that they need to come out with something that has new functionality um, and frankly catches Android a little bit. Android has got away from them. Android has more functionality. Yes, Android isn't as reliable, I would argue. Yes, Android is prone to more problems perhaps, and that's why iOS is great because it's locked down and secure. But does it need to evolve? Absolutely. And and I think if they don't evolve it, we've got a problem. Yeah, I think so. You you look back at the history of iOS and it's had – it's it's – it's evolved uh, in gradual steps. I think there does need to be a kind of a, a revolution, not an evolution, on, mm. the, on the next one. And uh, having having Johnny Ive in charge of that to make it kind of a bit more seamless with the hardware, I think, is a good idea. Um, and yeah, I, I wrote something earlier this week that I, I spotted on the nine to five Mac site about the fact that it's going to be uh, black and white, and a lot of the textures removed, so it's a bit flatter mm. design, mm. as you as you alluded to earlier. So, um, yeah, it, it, look, but, but people are saying, well, that could be just a version that they were working on. You don't know the final product until they actually presented at WWDC, Worldwide Developers Conference. So, mm. 
But uh, interesting though, the, the the chat with Tim Cook was a fascinating one, and for him him talking, he kind of didn't reveal much as as was expected. No. But I, I like the fact that they really came out swinging. The Walt and Kara Swisher, they they really put it on him straight away, talking about Samsung gaining on them pretty pretty uh, uh, a lot in the last twelve months and two years, stock being down. And he just blatantly asked, look, is Apple in trouble? And, um, you know, we haven't heard from Apple since October. They've been very quiet. But mm. uh, he repeated, no, he said, no, absolutely not. The, the, he, he rattled off a couple of figures. They've sold 85 million iPhones in the last quarter, 42 million iPads. I think they're numbers that any company would give their right arm to have in terms of smartphones and tablets. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's interesting that uh, he was touched on a lot of subjects, which was fascinating, a lot, including a lot of the rumor products about that iWatch and and products like that, Google Glass, I think, was even mentioned. So, mm. again, he never said much but gave his take on a couple of things. I thought that was interesting about sort of w- w- if people are willing to, say, the wearable technology, for example, are we willing to do it? Mm. He talked about watches and how young people aren't wearing watches anymore. So, I don't know. There's uh, not not much you can take out of that, but an interesting sort of perspective he gave to things. Yeah, some nice stats, and Apple's renowned for reporting on, on usage and sales. You know, 13 million uh, Apple TV units have been sold, and half of that in the last year. So, you know, there's a, there's a real take-up of that product. You're right, he did talk about Google Glass, and he basically said, look, I wear glasses, but, you know, lots of people don't, and, and if you don't wear glasses, that's going to be a strange product to have on, and that's when he said, you know, if we were a room full of 20-year-olds and we said, stand up if, you got, if you're wearing a watch, very few would stand up, and I think... I think that was a bit of um, a bit of perhaps uh, an attempt to put people off the scent with the iWatch because, yeah. as, as you said to me, um, yeah, okay, so people don't wear it now, but when they make it cool, that that's when they will buy it that, and want to wear it. That's the thing, though. I, wrote, I remember writing a story back when I was at the telly about the, the death of the wristwatch and how nobody, like any young people, like none of my kids wear watches. They're, they're all looking at a screen that's got the time on it all, uh, all, you know, all through the day. Hmm. So... But uh, as as we we were talking about earlier, I I think that Apple have a have a, a very strong habit, a very a strong tendency to weave their cool on on an object and make it desirable. Like the the smartphone wasn't the sexiest device; it had buttons. It was a it, it was an ugly looking thing. They come up with the iPhone and just turn it on its head. Mm. So you just you never underestimate the power of that brand. And when they put their thinking towards something. You know, the, and and it's happened. They've demonstrated in the past. This isn't me just just being a fanboy. Magic happens when when again they get it right. Mm. Yeah, so, it's I interesting stuff. I watched, I'm not sure if we'll see that. That might be the surprise product at, at WWDC. It might be something for next year. I've read rumours that it might won't be till late 2014. So well, let, let's be clear. Yeah. Apple don't do things unless they are 100 percent right. And he just to round out on, on Apple, they you know that you're right. They they did start with a bang. These are great journos, and they hammered him on the Samsung stuff. And he basically said, look, 59 um, percent of all mobile web traffic is on iOS. So people are using iOS products more. Um, he flashed his white iPhone. He wears he uh, uses a white. Uh, iPhone 5. I'm sure he changes iPhone every day. You reckon? He's got one for every day of the week, you for reckon? sure. Or? He's probably got one for every day of the year. <laughs> you know, He'd we, be the man to do that, yeah, wouldn't he? I think if anyone does, it's him. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, so so he, he basically said, look, we, we don't have the most number of devices out there, but by God, we have the most usage and we have the most satisfaction. People that, love our that's products. A, that's a good point. I think that's what's one one thing. Apple obviously they focus on the customer and making the customer happy, and that that satisfaction 
that that uh, pride of ownership, I think, is something that Apple users have had for a long time. I think you, yeah. anyone who's using Apple product and they're happy with it, they tell people they're really, really uh, satisfied with it, and that goes a long way. I that's, think in there, but that, that's the marketing done for them. Yep, and uh, that's how they area. make it work. That's how they make it work. So anyway, um, Tim Cook, um, you can find that uh, if you search all things digital or all things D and Tim Cook. I'm sure you'll find the video uh, to watch. It is 81 minutes, but you know it's always great to hear Tim Cook speaking because it's such a rare thing unless you're um, watching. You mentioned meeting the two blokes in uh, last October at the iPad Mini launch. I in about the eighty-second minute, but apparently they didn't record that or broadcast <laughs> that or anything. I mean, it's an outrage, but that's yeah. okay. We know, <laughs> we know, he knows we keep a low profile, so you know he wouldn't want to embarrass us. <laughs> Let's be clear. Uh, two blokes talking tech. Thanks to Netgear. Well, the big thing that you're going to be seeing from Sony this year, uh, very soon actually in July, are their new 4K TVs. Now, uh, they've had an 84-inch model in the market. It was out last year worth a quarter quarter of a, what is it, Mm $25,000. I was going to say quarter of a million, but that would make it $250,000. Near enough, though. Not quite that dear, about $24,000, grand. But they've got to have, uh, they're releasing in July the new 4K TVs, which I saw um, in uh, LA a little while ago, but they had an Australian event last night, and I had another close look at them. These are beautiful televisions, 55-inch, 65-inch models, available in July, and still they haven't released pricing. Uh, I think there's a lot of people curious to hear what these these TVs are going to be sold for. In the US, and I stated this in the story I wrote about it on Tech Guide, the, the 55-inch and 65-inch 4K TVs are $5,000 and $7,000 respectively. So I kind of took a guess and thought, well, you're probably going to expect them to be 6000 and 8000 here. Uh, but we could be surprised. They might be five and a half or, and six and a half. You don't know. But um, the, they really gave a great demonstration about the picture quality, the technology that they've put into the into the TVs that I've spoken about before. That they've got they've got the uh, the heritage already in 4K from the movie set all the way through to your lounge room where you watch the actual uh, 4K content. So um, keep an eye on that. I think it's going to be a very competitive space. 4K Ultra HD is what other companies call it. LG have also announced. 65 and 55 inch TVs as have Samsung. I think they're going to have some of them later in the year. So it's going to be another battle in the ultra HD slash 4K space. And once again, Sony talked a lot about their their content offering and, you know, they are the only TV you can buy that has iView, Channel 10, SBSN plus 7 because Channel 10 is not on any other device. That's right. Yeah, they've got four catch-up TVs. That's right. And also a lot of movie content too. Mm. Uh, On-demand movies, I think they're up there with the most as well. Crackle's an outstanding service from Sony, which not a lot of people know about, but um, they've got a long way to go before that. And these things, these are the um, the, the ultra-high-definition 4K TVs we saw at CES that, that have got the speakers again on the side. And, oh, brilliant. Um, you uh, really need to sit in front of this TV, not only to appreciate the, the, the picture quality, and it is a noticeable difference from full HD. You hmm. think, whoa, that is really sharp. But the sound quality, too, is something uh, that you really need to appreciate, too. It's got front-facing speakers for a start. They, they made a point of saying that a lot of flat-screen TVs, the speakers fire down. That's they don't right. actually fire towards the viewer. So not many people lay underneath their TV uh, unless they've had a few drinks, of course. But no, of uh, course. that's a different story. <laughs> but uh, if you if you you sit in front of this thing, they're they're wide enough apart to have to give you proper stereo separation mm-hmm. uh, and really good sound quality. They use magnetic fluid so that they can actually drive the speaker a bit harder. So they're they're quite loud. If you want to play it loud, there's not much distortion. So very good audio quality as well as picture quality. 
Great stuff. And uh, if you're interested in the 4K TV, so as, as Stephen said, coming in July and um, pricing still yet to be determined. The, I'm the 50 get a scoop on that, mate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break that story, Okay, that good. pricing story. Good luck. 55-inch will be the place to be. Um, that'll be the hot seller in the first few months. And leading up to Christmas, I think you'll see uh, 55-inch 4K TVs at um, between three and $4,000 because I'm pretty confident that someone like Hisense is going to enter the market at around the $4,000 yeah, mark. Yeah, TCL as well. Mm. I saw there, we saw their 4K TV at CES and it mm. looked terrific. Yep. So I think by by uh, you know September we'll have plenty of brands in the market. Um, they'll be in the you know around the four thousand dollar mark. So price pushing and, and retailers. I think Christmas you'll be seeing them three to four thousand uh, dollars, even the big brands. So that'll be where it's where it gets exciting. And um, you know what's what's a tough one is that we 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 also sort of see yes all the research is showing that sixty plus inches is, is the trend. So mm. while fifty five is is at a good price, the temptation will be to go that one step further and get the sixty five. So absolutely, yeah. Um, no, we love our big tellies here in Australia. They did mention that too at this event where fifty. 50-inch plus is uh, is the size du jour, let's say. It's a very popular size for your TV. Size du jour. There's the quote of the week <laughs> from Stephen Fennick here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And as we always say, it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au for um, all your home and small business and networking needs. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're the people that uh, help you go faster and further when your network's uh, working hard, uh, even when you aren't. Uh, upgrade your home network to next-generation Wi-Fi for more fun and functionality with their uh, amazing um, uh, D6300, 6200 um, modems, routers, Wi-Fi routers. Um, they've got this 802.11ac uh, three times faster than 802.11n, um, up to 300 plus 1,300 megabits a second. It's unbelievable. And it also gives you the best Wi-Fi coverage for bigger homes because AC will go further. And these things, like a lot of Netgear products, have got those USB ports in the back so you can just plug uh, a USB key, uh, if, if anything else, in, into that and share the files on that across your network. And that, that's what's awesome about these things. So you've got remote access. There's so much going on in these products that you have to read about it. You have to have a good look, and you can do that at netgear.com.au. Netgear, a great people, great uh, great company, and great products, and they're proud support- supporters of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Check them out at uh, netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. This is like uh, on a current affair, we do the same story over and over again. I've got to be honest, uh, you know, whatever it is, that they get rehashed really easily. This this mobile phone recycling story comes out regularly, and the the story that I read, Stephen, on TechGuide.com.au this week was Australians still not getting the message on recycling. Um, That's 5. right, yeah, point well, seven million a- phones. <laughs> You well, you said that uh, this is a story that comes around every year, and you're right. But uh, the the message just isn't getting through. Um, Mobile Muster is the non not for profit uh, organisation that actually goes to the trouble of organising drop off points. You know, in Telstra, Optus, uh, Virgin, and Vodafone stores, Office Works, uh, and and many other places. Even post offices don't yep. accept old phones. But um, they they did some research and showed that. Even when people are moving house, which is normally a great opportunity to declutter, to get rid of the crap, get rid of the garbage, that a lot of people are still taking their old phones with them. They said that in the last five years, 5.7 million old phones moved with Australians around the country. So that's an alarming number. And the stats also showed that only 13% said that they'd recycle the old phones. I I think 36% said, oh, they're just going to throw them out. 
which is uh, uh, not not really good news for Mobile Muster, who's encouraging recycling to ev- to avoid these devices ending up in landfill. So, well, there, there's so much material that can be recycled in a mobile phone mm. that uh, look, who who's going to need those those six year old phones? I, uh, I just I think, think people are expecting a zombie apocalypse, and then we're going to need these old phones one day. I'm not sure, but. They're not going to come back into fashion. They're not going to be worth any money. <laughs> so get rid of them. This, um, you know, there's going to be a big zombie apocalypse in my home, according to the number of mobile phones here, but that's for a different reason. You know, it's interesting. I think this is going to get worse year on year on year because these are expensive devices. And I reckon, you know, it'd be like no, saying to people... Mate, they were expensive devices. They still are. You know, yeah. you're spending six or $700 on top of a plan if you're getting one on a plant. They are expensive devices, you know. So people are literally saying, oh, do I really want to throw this, you know, several hundred dollar device at very worst into a into a bucket and have it recycled? Yeah, I, can, I can see that. I can see the thought behind that. But mm. you know what? There are other alternatives. They can sell it or they can – there's a lot of buyback services too. So you, you type in a, the name and model of your phone, you'll only get 20 bucks for it, but you'll, it'll, it'll either get sent off to be recycled – or you, you at least you get rid of it. It's not the market value of it's not there. It's like thinking, well, if you paid one hundred fifty thousand for your car and expecting it to be worth one hundred fifty thousand in twenty years' time, then you're dreaming. Like, but likewise, you need to move on, people. You know, but the car example is a good one, mate. If if you're trading in your car and they offer you a, a bucket load less than you think, you yeah. you're just gonna you're gonna avoid it, or you're gonna try and do something else, or you're gonna keep it in the family. You know, there's a, there's different options, and I think that's the, it's a, it's actually a mental block. It's a, it's something that's stopping us doing it. Um, that that is making these numbers go up, and yeah, unfortunately, I can see that disconnect. It's uh, it's mm. it is, like, as you said, very hard to throw something out that you did pay big money for. Mm. You were on a plan with it, maybe. Uh, you know, you're, a lot of people too. They keep these old phones as a backup. They think, well, if my phone something happens to my phone, I drop it in a toilet or something. I need a phone that there's one in the drawer for them. But the trouble is that there's four other ones in the drawer as mm. well. Well, just, just think about think about kids, right? And uh, you know, I got three kids as we know, all under six or six and under. Now, yeah, they're not getting our iPhones as hand-me-down iPhones. But mm. I'm looking here at my desk, and there's my wife's cracked iPhone four, and I'm thinking for mm. ninety bucks I can get that fixed, and there's no SIM card in it. I, it's that's a it's an iPod for for Jackson. Plus, yep. it's kind of an iPod Touch because it you know he might have iMessage when he gets into that. So there's there's mobile phones have a different purpose now, and so there's 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 internal recycling. There's the old hand me down that's probably happening that is not yep. being accounted for. It's probably the bigger problem is in three or four years can we break that cycle by then moving into the next world yeah, of actually well, I think a lot of those phones though are the old flip phones I think oh, yeah, those ones are all these go. old phones with buttons on them dumb phones or feature phones whatever we call them well I think the government needs, with if the government thinks it's a problem they should incentivize the telcos to at the point of sale um, you know give a, a $50 discount to anyone that does hand in their old phone because then your flip phones and all that kind of stuff if you're going to get you know your first month free or whatever yeah I've seen some companies doing that actually right. That, that's you'll what notice to too, if you, even in the Galaxy S4 there's box, a bag, yes. There's a mobile muster bag to recycle mm. it. Yeah. Which you won't be using for some years because that's, that's, we have a serious lifespan, but anyway. Well, but yes, but their I thoughts think the, are in the right place the there. Po- the point of that is, again, if you, if you order it online or you bought it you know, direct from Samsung, you open the box, you un- unpackage it, you get it running, and then you've got the bag there to put your old one in straight away. Uh-huh. Um, and and I think that I think that's a great idea. And I actually I, when I, I remember when I got the S four, I tweeted that. I, and even though it's in a lot of phones, I just thought that was a great thing to do. And uh, I'm glad to see it happening. 
in more and more phones. So uh, anyway, mobile musty. You can read more about that news and information there on Stephen's website, techguide.com.au. Well, STM is a great Aussie company that I've actually have uh, known the owners, actually the founders of the company for some years. I, I remember starting uh, writing about them uh, about about eight nine years ago now, when they were still uh, selling stuff. Uh, their their garage was their warehouse, but uh, STM have come a long way, and they're they're one of one of the more popular bag makers for laptop bags, shoulder bags, backpacks. Also got into the phone cases too. They're making iPhone cases, mm-hmm. making tablet cases, and. Trevor and I caught up with Adina and Ethan, the founders of the company, for a, a catch-up and also to check out their new range of uh, Samsung products because mm. they've recognized the fact that Samsung, uh, as we all know, are really uh, well, a, a force now in the smartphone market and the tablet market. Mm. And they've uh, come up with their latest grip cases for the Galaxy S4 and uh, also a handy little cover for the Galaxy Note 8 called the Cape as in the what Superman wears on his back. So Which, uh, you know, it was a great fitting. lunch. Good good to good to catch up with the guys and see what they're up to and they they got big plans for the future. They uh, obviously are going to keep Apple products uh, covered literally with their cases <laughs> and bags. But no, they've recognized the fact that Samsung is now uh, a viable product to support in terms of cases and bags and covers. And it's amazing. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, retailers pick one or two items to stock and or, or you might go past a strand bags and you see, a, see STM bags, I don't know, the specific brands. But, you know, you go into a shop, a bag shop, and you'll see, you know, the, the over-the-shoulder, the messenger bags, those kind of things. And you look at STM and honestly, people, this is, this is an Aussie company. A couple of hard-working Aussies working out of the garage now in a nice little warehouse situation, and they're literally building products, not just not just for Aussies, but for the world, but essentially, you know, thinking about the Aussie market. And this is why it's really cool to see this Samsung stuff come about, because they're, they're identifying massive sales on Samsung products, and they're saying, we're, we're going to make make the same style products but what people need to do is recognize they exist and support them otherwise well hey how are you going to do that and the great thing was in the conversation i don't think they'd mind us saying this you know they're looking at every product so i i carry a htc one and they're saying well that's that has to be the next port of call because they're they're selling well too so hopefully we'll see uh expansion across a whole range of products and Stephen, i found it very interesting because you've known them for a while but you you've you're also in the product development uh world with them there you've got some amazing ideas mate i did have an idea for them and i suggested this back when the iPad came out. It was actually the third anniversary of the mm. iPad, the original iPad launch on Monday, 28th of May. It was three years since iPad launched in Australia. Yeah. And at the time, I can remember the iPad being this device that, that you could easily type on. Uh, and I thought, well, wouldn't it be good if you actually used two hands to type, if you're standing up and using two hands to type? And I thought, well, I got to thinking, I contacted Dean, I said, I've got an idea for a bag. I said, you can make a bag with straps on it, the, the iPad clips into it, uh, and then you can kind of position it against your chest uh, and maybe lengthen two of the, cave, the, the uh, straps and allow you to type um, with, the, with the iPad hanging around your neck and resting against your chest. It's sort of a, a stable enough surface to type with two hands. Mm. And Adina thought, yeah, that's a, not a bad idea. And then she kind of did some mock-ups and said, look, it's not very suitable for women because they've got their breasts are in the way. And I said, I find that quite funny. But um, <laughs> she actually sent me a link uh, for a bag not three months ago that was just based on an, uh, the same idea that I had. So it was a similar idea. So I did say to her, look, I told you so. 
So you never know. That product may see the light of day or mm. may not. We don't know. Oh, look, oh, Stephen, I think it's a wonderful idea, but in the yeah. end, it's not I want ideas, happen. man. You know that. Oh, I, I know you are, but um, <laughs> I've found this product also on the internet under um, on a website um, that basically is labelled the top 10 iPad accessories you don't need. <laughs> uh, and th- this this one was either there was one maybe called, I, w- I would have sent her bankrupt maybe if she had made that well I, honestly Adina I know you're a big big fan of the Two Blokes Talking Tech program um, good business acumen is what this shows yeah. on Adina's ignore part. what Fennec says yeah, yeah pretty pretty much uh, it's uh, yeah uh, the iGo iPad holder is the one that I'm looking at it's kind of held it out in front of your chest Stephen great idea but maybe stick to tech reporting and yeah. um, leave the bags to SDM uh, Aussie company doing great things and if you've got a Samsung Galaxy S4, um, uh, great uh, STM cover coming your way soon. Uh, check them out online at STM, but uh, Stephen's done a review of those at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Uh, there's a bit of deja vu here in this next story as well. Uh, Kogan has announced a, uh, a TV... <laughs> For I think it's Geelong fans. Geelong, yeah, the Geelong Cats. He, he did Geelong a Collingwood a big shout out to our Melbourne fans. Oh, we're big in Melbourne. Um, Collingwood is what he did. I'm sure about a year or two ago. A year ago, Collingwood yeah, it was one, a, yeah. almost a year ago, July last year. So, Stephen, would I be right in understanding that you're filthy about this? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, I I suggested even last year. I said, mate, when I even wrote, I think in my story, if you look, click on my link, it would be great <laughs> if there was a South Sydney TV. And I actually contacted our good friend Vuki, who does looks after PR for Kogan. After I wrote, after I posted my Geelong uh, TV storage. By the way, it's a thirty-two inch LED TV, two hundred and forty-nine dollars with the Geelong logo on the frame, on the remote, and it's also on the startup screen when you turn the TV on. Uh, and I did tell Vuki. I emailed him off and said, "Look, I think if you made a South Sydney TV." Especially this year, they're, they're going pretty well. They lost the other night, but they're still coming first on their own. They're having a pretty solid year. You'd sell a lot of TVs. The supporters, South supporters, will pay whatever it takes to get a product with the with the logo on it. Mm. There's many people willing to pay hundreds of dollars. And I think uh, a 32 inch TV that's 249, I think they'd do very well. And uh, South have got more than 27,000 members. I think they're up to the the most in the NRL. So, if you're listening, Vuki and Russell and Kogan. South Sydney TV, and look, just take my money. I'm re- I'd be willing to buy that. So mm. uh, I think that's a, they're probably the next TV, hopefully, that he's going to release. $249. The license fee for the uh, <clears throat> South logo is probably 239 So Roslyn's yeah, only going to make yeah, 10 bucks. I, I told him I'm willing to put him in touch with uh, my contacts at my friends at South Sydney and see if we can make this happen. Who's in charge there now? Still Richo, Shane Richardson? Yes, it is. Yeah, Shane Richo, but it'd be mm. more the sort of commercial team. The sort nah, of Rich, Richo team. signs off on everything, mate. Listen, oh, trust yeah, me. We'll be right. Signs off on everything, well, Richo. I've got some sway there still. That's all good. Yeah, Rusty, get involved as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, he? absolutely. Yeah, why not? Mm. Mm. He might make it a 50, 55-inch 4K TV, I think, for South Sydney. You never know. Yeah. Good luck, Stephen. Good <laughs> luck, mate. No, no. It's, uh, so it's good stuff. Geelong, if you're a Geelong fan, uh, check out the uh, the new TV from Kogan at techguide.com.au. <laughs> Now, the uh, minute reviews from Stephen Fennick uh, come in the form of two things this week, very uh, polar opposites, a home theatre system and a keyboard, mate. We'll kick it off with the Samsung home theatre system. 
Samsung Series 9 HTF9750W. I just thought I'd get that out of the way. That's the that's what it's called. It's a home theater speaker system. Now, this follows on from the system they created last year that was a huge success. So successful, I think it was a Series 6, that it's still for sale in 2013. It made a lot of money last year. But the, the Series 9 is even better. It's slightly more expensive. It's $1,499, a 7.1 speaker system. It includes those speakers, subwoofer, center speaker, left, right, front and rear. It's also got a preamp with valve uh, vacuum tube technology built in. It's also a Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray player with Smart Hub. So it turns your TV into a smart TV as well, a connected experience. And I have to say, out of the box, this is a home theater in a box solution, punches well, well above its weight. It's it's terrific sound quality for what you're getting. Value is is excellent. Uh, sound quality is you think you're listening to a ten fifteen thousand dollars system. Samsung have done a really good job with this. If you're looking for a, an instant solution, you I think you can't uh, be hard to find one that's better value than this one. And you can read more about that at uh, techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And uh, to round it out, mate, keyboard. Yes, this is from Verbatim. Uh, you know, they make mice and all those accessories. They've got a Bluetooth mobile folding keyboard. Now, I don't know about you, but I like the feel of keys under my fingers when I need mm. to type out like a story or a long email or a document. Uh, typing on glass on the iPad or an iPhone doesn't really, if I don't have my laptop with me, is not really desirable. So that's why this is a product. I think it's $119. Uh, it's a Bluetooth keyboard, but it's a full-size keyboard. So once you unfold it and pair it, uh, there's full-size keys. My only criticism is the space bar is pretty small because it's because of the fold actually cuts the space bar in half. You got two little space bars instead of one big space bar. Mm-hmm. But in terms of uh, really easy to touch type on, great response. Uh, it it, it uh, links with the iPad, iPhone, Android smartphones, and tablets as well. Uh, this is uh, ideal. It folds down into a uh, uh, so the size of about slightly larger than a, ma- a man's wallet. It also comes with a leather pouch to make it easy to carry around as well. Verbatim Bluetooth mobile keyboard. If you need to have keys wherever you go, this is a very easy way to take them with you. All information and photos at techguide.com.au. And that's a wrap. Uh, Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 115 in the can. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Stephen, all those stories and more available at techguide.com.au. Thanks for the chat, mate. And we will talk again next week, as always. Yes, we will. Thank you, Trevor. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.